Good morning. How are you doing? Amen. Amen. Ah, the people for new membership are not here, so we would uh, go on with the regular Sunday school, and then when they come, we do membership. Yes. Oh, 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 okay, okay, understand. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's start by having reflection from last week. Reflection from last week, please. Okay. Something, something, something. For me, it's like when you face, when you make a covenant with God, well, I guess when you see the grand cash, any? Okay? 
when you make a covenant with it um, with God, you know, the blessing will continue to flow and give God a <laughs> All right, I'm listening. You've not okay. finished. <laughs> All right. Shall we appreciate it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you were here last week. Take the microphone. <laughs> no, take the microphone from her. No, you don't want to say anything.
policies of how we can when we purchase something, we purchase something for future income. So uh, and we talked about the car, how we purchase a house, how some people would rather have something that's moving, like uh, moving trans uh, a moving uh, something that moves, like the car would be valuable, but it doesn't uh, it's, it's kind of here and there, but I just give God the glory that I was able to get something from Okay, all right. Shall we appreciate her? Okay, all right. Even is your thing.
Wealth has value and can appreciate. Prosperity is justice, and you and you can run out of it, and it can depreciate. And we need discipline to maintain our wealth and prosperity. Amen. Okay. Even if you hide under the table, <laughs> the chair will find you. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, I'm taking from the, from what I heard um, and discipline of tithing because when we are able to give God thanks for what he has given us then we also give us the discipline in our lifestyle as Sister Stella said we can always be eating junk and not expect there to be a penalty and so um, it takes us to have wisdom it means, it means that we need to have wisdom to have discipline and discipline to maintain the wealth and the prosperity. As I said, prosperity is like a flowing river. And as Sister Brianna says, it can just flip from high to low. And um, 
one minute it's there and the next minute it's not. And so um, most time our enemy is ourselves when it comes to um, indiscipline. So yes. Amen. 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 Uh, let's turn to Cornelius. Uh, I say Cornelius. Acts chapter 10. <laughs> Cornelius chapter 10. know, um, as, uh, as the reflection was coming on, I just saw a vision of Cornelius. You know, that's one thing I love about God, that anytime we are doing, you are close to God. And you have decided to make the word of God your legal grounds to operate at all times. You know, uh, the word of God is bread, the living bread. And uh, as you read the word of God prayerfully and you meditate on the word of God, it becomes bread to your body, soul, and spirit. It becomes wisdom unto you. It becomes knowledge anytime you need knowledge. It becomes strength anytime you need strength. It becomes water anytime you are thirsty. It becomes guidance anytime you need direction. And the word of God is so powerful that. When you respect and honor the word of God in every aspect of your life, even when you are going through challenges, you make the word of God your covering. The righteous run into it and they are saved you find out that the word of God will always come to you like the prophetic word because the word of God is prophetic. You'll be hearing the word of God in your ears like hearing prophecy coming from somebody. You will feel the word of God flowing from your belly and that is wealth that nobody can steal away from. There is wealth that becomes wisdom unto you. I remember that uh, when I first started uh, doing fasting as a monthly, a monthly uh, protocol for my life, 
I was then a student, a teenager. And I would always fast at the beginning of every month. Not because the church announced it. Not because somebody told me to. But because I just feel that Jesus lived a fasted life. So if I want to be like Jesus, I need to go into fasting and prayer. I remember the first time I did 40-day fast. Oh, my goodness. Water could not pass through my throat. I was crying at the end of 40 days. I couldn't drink water. My father became afraid. You see? So now my father prayed over a warm water. And I have to drink it and swallow it in bits. It took more than an hour before my esophagus and everything opened up because they were dry. 40 days fast. At the age of, is it 15 or 16? And my dad said, never ever you fast again. Would I stop? No. But I now began to use wisdom that whatever fast I'm doing, I must drink water intermittently, periodically. I must drink water and I must swallow a lot of saliva. In those days, we were told that when you are fasting, you should not even swallow saliva. If you swallow saliva, the fast is messed up. So you don't swallow saliva. So you see people spitting. Because they are fasting. And it can be very irritating. But from that day, wisdom told me. If I say wisdom told me, that is the word of God telling me. That why would you fast and die? What would be the outcome of the fast? What would be the result of the fast? So I learned to drink water. That's why I say to people today, when you are going to fast, don't fast when you are busy running around town. Stay away. Even if you do two hours a day, three hours a day, you hide yourself as much as you can. Stay away from conversation. If the phone is not necessary, put it off. Calls may come in. Just put it on silence because you are in the presence of God, your father. You don't need that phone call to distract you. Whenever I feel unhappy, I run to God with fasting and prayer. Whenever I'm confused over something, I go into fasting. To the extent that when people offend me, I also go into fasting and say, God, help me. How do I come out of this situation? So, the reason I'm saying this is that as I saw the vision of Cornelius while everybody was talking, I began to dig deep. 
Why is the Lord giving me a vision of Cornelius at this time? What does the Lord want me to learn from Cornelius? And the question is, what do you copy from other people? What do you see somebody do that impacts and affects your life? When people are having conversation either directly with you or indirectly, whatever you hear, does it become wisdom unto you or foolishness unto you? Anytime you talk to somebody, you either take away the good in them or the foolishness in them. Anytime you relate to people, you either copy the good in them or the bad in them. That is why it's always been said that evil conversation corrupts, and the word of God says it. So as everybody was giving reflection, and I'm, I'm seeing a movie about the life of Cornelius. I've been preaching about Cornelius, but I've never seen this particular kind of movie about him. What am I seeing? I'm seeing how worthy Cornelius was. He didn't know God directly, but he was living among the Jews as an army officer, army general, and he saw how the Jewish people gave offering unto God. How they help one another. How every week at a particular time, all Jewish people must make an offering, must give to the poor, must support, must encourage. Cornelius was an ethnic person. Was not a Jewish person, was a Gentile. He didn't know much about God, but saw the impact of helping other people, the impact of giving, the impact of serving, the impact of supporting, encouraging. Ah, my goodness. And Cornelius decided, I am also going to be doing this. I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be supporting. I'm going to be encouraging. I'm going to be doing what I see the Jewish people do. Oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Savior. What do you copy from other people? Whom are you copying? What is the result of what you are copying? <laughs> what is the impact of what you see people do? Cornelius didn't ask God to visit him. He didn't ask God to reward him. But he knew 
and he saw, and he was hearing testimonies because he lived among people who were generous, who gave. And here comes God himself visiting Cornelius. Jehovah God visiting Cornelius. And at the same time, God was visiting Peter, whom God has chosen to be the first pastor on earth. The first pastor. And he didn't become pastor because he asked for it. He was the, one of the less educated people around Jesus Christ. But he will always ask questions. He will always find out. Jesus, why do you do this? Jesus, you can't do that. Stop it. And the Lord will appoint the top leader among the disciples who has become a, a, an apostle to go and take care of these Gentiles living among the Jews. Cornelius, Gentile, living among the Jews. See what the Jewish people were doing. Copying what the Jewish people were doing. The impact of what they were doing was affecting his life. Who do we look at? Who do we copy? What is somebody doing that is transforming life? What is somebody doing that God will choose the person and speak about the person? If God is speaking about Cornelius to Peter, Peter was fasting and praying, and God would go and speak to Peter about Cornelius. And Peter said, no, you know Cornelius is dead. You know the Jewish people will crucify me. You know they will kill me. They will stone me. And God said, kill and eat is not physical food. That means respect everybody. Share the gospel with everybody. Give everybody an opportunity to enter into my presence. Cornelius was worthy. But he didn't use the money in his pocket to block God, to insult anybody. He didn't use the money in his pocket to abuse or suppress anybody. But he used the money to show that I love the God of this nation. I love the God of the Jewish people. I love the God that the Jewish people are serving. I got to be like them. I got to serve that God. I got to be connected to that God. I got to understand why they give so much 
why they give to the poor, why they support the needy, why they are so generous. When we see people doing something, what do we do about it? We are being enlightened about wealth. If you have money in your pocket and you are not using it for what God requires, at a certain time, at a period, you see, there are times when money is needed for something. And there are times that money is not needed for something. And let me explain this. One of the times when I was then visiting America from New York to the space, I've always said this testimony that I had only is it two or three dresses. Three. Okay. I wear and wash. I wear and wash. And I was preaching back to them. And I went to this fellowship. And the men, the men, not the women, the men decided they have to take care of me. That they have never seen a young girl. They thought I was a girl. Even up to now, people still think I'm a girl. And I will not reject it because the younger I look, the better for my life. <laughs> we have never seen a young girl preaching the gospel. But we notice that her dress is the same. Though she's beautiful, her dress is the same. And they said, we have money in our coffers. Let's take care of this girl. And one of them came to wear I was sleeping. May God bless him. Dr. David, mama, gave me a place to stay. And somebody came and visited and said, ah, Sister Pauline, do you mind if the men take you out for shopping? Wow, nobody has ever taken me out for shopping. Since the men are putting men together. And then somebody said, but there's a lot of money in our treasure. Why do you have to put money together? And the, and the guy said, listen, if the organization does not want to spend this money, we can't force them to spend the money. He says, we have over 40,000 in the account. And they're afraid to sign a check. They are afraid to give. They said, we, the men, we will take care of her. One day I was there, and they called, get ready. They took me to Burlington. That's my first time stepping in Burlington. They said, take anything you want. I am not used to shopping. I'm not used to buying. I took just one dress. They said, no, we didn't bring you here to buy one dress. So they realized I don't know how to shop. While I was in the store, they called some ladies to come and help me. And these ladies came. They to start spending their money. They want anything that I will ever need in my life. 
including underwears. Because I am giving my life. I am giving my time. They gave me a room to stay. They gave me telephone in the room. They gave me everything. They bought a to bathroom slippers. They bought soap. They bought toothpaste. Everything. One taxi driver carried me one day. I said, I think I heard your name. Are you not the lady who just came in town and they said people are receiving deliverance and healing? He said, what do you want to eat? I was afraid that, who is this man? He said, this is my name. He said, I know you, I've heard about you. He took me to a restaurant and told them, he said, serve her any food she wants to eat. And also ordered food for me. And I took it. One day I was there and he called. He said, have you ever been to dress band? I said, what is band? What band? <laughs> Took me to dress band. Shot for me. The next time he sent his wife to come and give me money. He said, I want to make sure that you eat because I've never seen a little girl preaching the gospel like you. All the time they were using this little girl. Am I offended? No. If I wasn't little, they would not help me. If I wasn't a small girl, they would not help me. This woman will always be money. So my husband says, I should come and give you money to eat and drink. Do I spend the money? I, that's part of the money that God is house. I still put it in there because I needed a place to say, God, they are buying their dresses. Why would I go buy again? What do we do with what God has given us? Talent. Ability to see the need that God has. When God has a need, he announces it. God will show it to somebody in a vision. Show it to another person in a dream. Show it to another person by sight. Show it to another person by feeling it. And that is wealth. Ability to know the need of God. It's wealth. Ability to understand the need that God has in the house of God is wealth. Because if you don't, you will not respond to God. Cornelius should have said, oh God, I am not a Jewish person. Why do I have to give to the Jewish people? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Wealth. Is the ability to understand. Ability to see through the eyes of God. All those who are buying clothing for me. Why were they buying it? They could have said, a preacher don't need it. When I travel with one suitcase, I come back with two, three suitcases. Because God made people see my need. So when we talk of wealth, when God can depend on you to pay his bills, to take care of his needs, 
Why did God give you the job? Why did God give you the salary? Why did God give you the increase? Why did God give you the promotion? Why did God give you the business? It's because God had a need of you. Just like the Lord sent the disciples. There is a donkey in that city. Go to that city and bring the donkey. If anyone asks you, why are you taking the donkey and where are you taking the donkey? Tell them the master has a need of it. Cornelius was that donkey that the Lord needed to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. The Gentiles received the gospel because Cornelius was a giver. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I think I've shared this. I don't know whether you see I shared it. There was this man in a service. And uh, he saw somebody, everybody was going to the front to give offering. And this man was not going. So he decided to take money and give to the guy to also go and give offering. And the guy was going to look for change. He said, no, I gave him the money to give to God so that God meets every need. I didn't give it to you to go and ask for change. <laughs> so after the guy gave the one for the offering, he now gave the guy extra money. He said, this is now but the it's for God. And this man was looking for contract and his, the contract was not being signed. He wasn't getting the contract. Then somebody also spotted him in the service. See him giving to somebody and encouraging somebody. I think I know this guy. After the service, he said, I used to so and so He said, I think your contract was being revealed. This is my number. Call me. Come and see me. How much did he give? God met somebody. Responded to him. Before. 24 hours. When he was giving. God caused somebody to see him give. As you give. God who cost somebody. To see you and see your name. He got over a million dollar contract. Out of hundred dollars. It wasn't a Monday. It wasn't a Tuesday. It was a Sunday. In he didn't know such a person was in that church. He didn't know. He just responded to somebody. Everybody's giving an offer. This guy is not going anywhere. And as soon as he got the money, he wanted a change. 
And the guy said, no, the money that belongs to God belongs to God. Wisdom is wealth. Ability to see from the eyes of God is wealth. Look, most of the men who gathered that time to go buy dresses, dresses from Bollywood, from the testimony that somebody gave me, they all got houses. I remember the lady in Michigan. She bought a whole house for three thousand dollars. Couldn't believe. I called him. He said, "The God you serve." He said, "I was told that all they needed for that house, I think it was for foreclosure or something." He said, "I will never stop serving the God you preach about." Three thousand dollars. I can never forget. I can never forget. There is a place God needs a rain. And there is a place God will cause somebody to go and dig a, 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 a water fountain. There is a desert. God created that desert. There is a rainforest. God created the rainforest. If God has planted you in a desert to provide the rain, to provide the water, and you are eyeing the rainforest, you'll be lacking wealth from God. You'll be lacking wisdom. You'll be lacking the purpose of your creation. Everybody bow down your head and say, God, give me the eyes to see, the mind to understand where you have planted me. So I will be resourceful. That the world for my destiny will prosper, will increase, and will fulfill destinies. Not only one person's destiny, but the destiny you God has created for me to fulfill. In Jesus' name. Everybody pray for yourself. There is an area of wealth that you need. There is an area of wealth that you need. To be like Jesus in Thank you and we bless you for this morning, King of Kings and Lord of Lords.
Jehovah God, Jehovah Jireh, the living one, the everlasting father. Give us wealth of wisdom. Give us eyes to see what you have given us and where whatever you have given to us is needed so that we will utilize whatever you have given to us in the right place at the right time. When there is need for a water in the desert, consider us to be useful to give the water if we have the water and whenever we have the water. When there is need for fishes in the ocean, God, you know how to breed the fishes in the ocean. Use us, so God, where we need to feed the fishes, where we need to catch the fishes, where we need to encourage the fishes. Father, do something great beyond us. As you chose Cornelius, Lord, choose us, oh God. As you use Cornelius, oh Lord, use us. As you use Peter, oh Lord, use us. That we will not discriminate. We will not find fault. We will not fail. But we depend on you. Will open our hearts, our soul, our spirit to utilize the wealth you are putting in our hands, in our pockets, that your name will be glorified. Thank you, Lord, because today we are learning more. And let the kind of wisdom you gave to Cornelius be manifested in our lives that will never be poor, but will always have it in abundance. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I didn't ask, is there any question? Any question? Okay. No question. Good morning. Youth.